And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Go, man. Tear it off, dude. You're listening to Here's the Catch with David Lombardi, Matt Barrows, and Dennis Brown on the Athletic Podcast Network. Well, uh, about two minutes before we started this record, the 49ers did something very unusual that they don't do during the regular season. They posted a video of Jimmy Garoppolo throwing at practice up close. This is training camp type stuff. They usually try to entertain the fan base, get people pumped up by showing practice videos. They don't do it in the regular season. But there's an obvious reason why they're doing it now. And it's because there's gamesmanship involved this week. Jimmy Garoppolo was back out at practice Wednesday. He was throwing. It looked like he was throwing fine. And that came just a few minutes after he said that he, you know, deals with a lot of pain because he's throwing with a torn ligament in his right thumb. But anyway, uh, 49ers Rams on Sunday. The Rams obviously are watching the 49ers Twitter feed. They want any sort of clue as to whom might start for the 49ers at quarterback. Will it be Garoppolo or will it be Trey Lance? And Matt, the longer this goes on and after seeing Garoppolo throw today and and look competent doing it, I'm starting to think that seeing both of these quarterbacks is a definite possibility on Sunday. And Von Miller, the, the great Rams defensive end, was asked about who he thought would start at quarterback. And he literally said, we think that both of these guys are going to play. So is this all coming full circle? I mean, in the preseason, Shanahan wanted to do this. He wanted to give both quarterbacks action for many reasons that we don't have to get back into right now. That didn't end up happening, right? It was either Garoppolo or Lance. But I think that uh, there's a non-zero chance we see Garoppolo and Lance against the Rams on Sunday. Well, we've been uh, <laughs> been looking for that all season long. And whenever uh, Shanahan's had uh, an option... Um, he's he's gone with Garoppolo, and it's been mostly Garoppolo. Uh, so I mean, th- there were two things happening on Wednesday. Um, that was that it's, it's sort of weird. Wednesdays are weird because he talked to the coach and the players before the practice, whereas on Friday and Thursday it's the opposite. You see the practice, and then you talk to uh, the the people involved. And so uh, early on, Garoppolo made. No bones about the amount of pain he was in. He said he woke up after throwing the ball on Tuesday, woke up on Wednesday uh, with a lot of pain in that right thumb. It was stiff. It was swollen. Um, You know, he painted a very sort of graphic picture of what he's going through. He's very honest. He says it's painful, um, this, that, and the other. But then when we went out and watched him throw a little later, it looked normal. Um, you would not be able to tell if it weren't for the fact that he had a black wrap, uh, some black athletic tape over that thumb. It was very hard to tell that he's dealing with anything. So the normal zip, the normal placement, yes, it was early in practice. And no, uh, he wasn't you know, pushing it downfield. None of the quarterbacks were at that stage. It's more warm-up. But um, looked comfortable, and you know, if I had to guess on Wednesday, um, you know, uh, whether he plays or not, uh, I, I think he does. Now, whether Lance gets in, 
Whether they use both the guys, I don't know. But my guess is that the first guy who's under center uh, when uh, when the 49ers take the field in Los Angeles will be Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, listening to Kyle Shanahan, it, it, it sounds like to me he wants Jimmy Garoppolo to start against the Rams. Not not only because because he's 5-0 and against the Rams, it's just because I think he wants an experience uh, on the football field. And this is, I mean, this is a huge, you know, we thought last week was a big game. This is it. I mean, the Rams are fighting for maybe to try to still win the division. Um, the 49ers are trying to get into the playoffs. This is a huge football game. And I and I really believe that um, Kyle Shanahan really believes that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is uh, the best bet, the best quarterback to win the football game. But what I also can see uh, is Jimmy Garoppolo starting this football game, maybe a couple series, uh, let the Rams kind of, you know, try to game plan that and then throw a Trey Lance in there. That's what I would love to see. And then, you know, Trey Lance has that ability to throw the ball down the field outside the numbers. Uh, and then just kind of test test the Rams a little bit, keep them back on their heels a little bit. Um, but I, I, do, I do see Jimmy Garoppolo starting his game Sunday. Well, you know, this is actually a really interesting link to Dennis's career. Dennis, I, I apologize in advance for bringing up bad memories. <laughs> But in the final game of your career, uh, something semi-related happened. It was against the Packers. It was at Lambeau Field. And it just so happens that today is the 25th anniversary of the, that, that final game at Lambeau Field. But he, he, here's here's what happened. Steve Young uh, hurt his ribs the week prior in the wild card game against Philadelphia. The injury was mis- misdiagnosed. The 49ers and the doctors thought that the, it was cracked ribs, and he was in a lot of pain heading into the game against Green Bay. Uh, this is this is a story that Steve Young himself told me for a Packers 49ers article that I, I wrote a, a few years ago, so I pulled it back up. They put him into a flak jacket. They shot him up before the game. In fact, they shot him up so much before the game that the doctors told Steve Young, we've given you way more than you should need. And he responded and said, bro, I don't know what to tell you. I can't lift up my arm. So Young starts playing the game against the Packers in uh, January of 1997. And he only lasts five passes because he literally can't lift up his arm without extreme pain. And the 49ers replace Young with Elvis Gerback. And unfortunately, they get they get blown out. And uh, Dennis, I'm sure you, you remember that's why you hate the white uniforms now. Um, <laughs> but um, and, 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 and that was that. Several weeks later, Steve Young's ribs are still killing him. They're still hurting him. And he goes to a doctor at BYU and... The doctor looks at his ribs and simply just pops a rib back in. And all of a sudden, Steve Young said, I felt like a thousand bucks, but I was so pissed about that all year. So it turns out that based on what he said, the rib was likely dislocated, but they couldn't figure it out. It wasn't cracked. And all they had to do was pop it in, and he would have been able to play the full game uh, against the Packers. Uh, alas, he didn't. He only played those those five throws. But I, I couldn't help but think of that story, and I realized that today is the 25th anniversary of that all going down. So how wild is it now that we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo potentially playing through pain and the 49ers having two quarterback options in a must-win game because that's exactly what uh, Dennis faced 25 years ago. Thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate that, Dave. And I can remember I can remember. <laughs> that game and to add to all that it was probably you know the weather was just bad I mean it was I, I don't know what it was but it was so cold I can remember my earlobes I felt like my earlobes were going to fall off 
and it was it had just snowed. The field was wet. We were in those ugly white uniforms. We were covered in mud. Uh, Elvis was in the game, and it's it, it just an all-time bad. I was so happy to, to to walk out of Lambeau Field and just to get to the locker room to get to, to just to get just to get warm. Uh, and then you know we 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 got our butts handed to us that day, and we, it was a long flight home. It, it doesn't speak much for the 49ers training staff that they couldn't figure out it was just kind of dislocated rib, but we could have used Steve in that game, and he, you know he gave it all he had, and I think that's what what Kyle wants to see. I mean, he wants. He wants Jimmy Garoppolo to go out there and see what it feels like. And if it looks bad early, you got to pull him out the game. But fortunately, you have uh, a young quarterback in Trey Lance that can go in there and do some things. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, you know, if he's running like he ran last week, if you can run for 100 yards, you can beat this this Rams team. If you can get that defense to kind of sit back and not let them pin them pin their ears back and rush the quarterback with that front four, you can get after this defense a little bit. And the challenge, the challenge is going to be on the defensive side, uh, kind of uh, uh, handling these receivers that they have, four really good receivers that the Rams have, and then kind of neutralizing Matthew Stafford as the quarterback and get after him. So, you know, this team, you know, you can, you can go to L.A. and you can beat this football team, but you got to play probably your best game you play the entire football. Because this, this is a different Rams team than they played, you know, whatever whatever week they had here at Levi's. It's a different football team. So, and they've won five in a row. So, it's, it's going to be a challenge, but it can be done. Well, you know, the 49ers, a big theme of this 2021 calendar year has been option power, right? They, they wanted to maintain as many options as possible at the game's most important position. That's why they kept Jimmy Garoppolo. That's why they drafted Trey Lance. And, I mean, it's just poetic, I think, as we enter Week 18 against the Rams and McVeigh, potentially for a playoff spot, so potentially a do-or-die game. It's really fitting that uh, their option power might actually be something that buoys them in this game. And, you know, up until practice on Wednesday, we weren't, sure about Jimmy Garoppolo's status at all. We were doubting it a little bit, right? We were like, eh, how the heck is he going to throw with that injury, with that torn ligament in, in his right thumb? You know, there was even doctors on Twitter saying that it's going to take four to six weeks for him to be able to throw again without adrenaline. Well, he was out of practice and you know, you have to admit there's a chance now after seeing him out of practice. Now, a lot still has to go right. He still has to come back and, and feel good about his thumb, not only Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but also on Sunday. But the fact that there's a chance based on what we saw on Wednesday and the fact that the 49ers have Trey Lance now improving, as we saw in the Texans game last Sunday, means to me that they may have more options than ever now at that quarterback position on Sunday. You know, the more options, the better, because if one of those options somehow vanishes, right, if Jimmy Garoppolo wakes up on Sunday and says, I can't do it, if something really worsens, then they have that other guy there. And to me, Matt, that's kind of a poetic finish to this whole weird, wild saga of 2021. The 49ers are actually really thankful that they have both of these guys potentially available, at least both of these guys on their roster ending such a monumental game. You're right. And it is possible that Garoppolo has a setback. I mean, like I said, he threw on Tuesday. He said he felt pretty good throwing on Tuesday, but he woke up on Wednesday feeling really sore, a lot of pain. But he was able to get out there in, on Wednesday afternoon. I think that is important. Having said that, uh, this is this is how Kyle Shanahan structures his week. The, the Wednesday practice is sort of a uh, it's a full length practice, but it's it's half speed. So um, 
the Thursday practice, that's the one that most resembles a game in terms of pace. It's the longest practice of the week. I think that's that's the real litmus test here. If, if Garoppolo can make it through um, that one, or at least uh, partially through it, and then be able to throw on Friday, I think we have our answer for us. But I think that's going to be the key um, sort of uh, point this week. Thursday practice is extensive. Can he wake up on Friday and still be able to go through that Friday practice, which is basically a glorified walkthrough, but can he throw the ball? Um, and if that's the case, then, yeah, I, I think it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but, um, you, know, you know, with this injury, there's so much swelling and stiffness and this, that, and the other. And, and they're being very, it's a very fine line because they want him to be able to throw and, and get used to the tape that's on his hand, for example, even that kind of uh, uh, factors into the types of throws that he makes, but they don't want to overdo it to the point where, um, you know, that uh, that ligament stretches and uh, swells to the point where he can't grip the football. So it's, it's a big, uh, we haven't even started talking about the cornerback issue on this team, uh, but uh, those two spots, the quarterback and cornerback, all year long have been uh, stress points, shall we say, for this team. And here we are going to week 18, and it's exactly that. You know, the Jimmy Garoppolo thing is, it's, you know, it's going to come down. We're going to find out what it is. Um, you know, a finger on your throwing hand seems, seems pretty important if you're a quarterback. Uh, and you said it. If he, can, if he can get through the Thursday practice where he's getting a lot of wear and tear uh, on, that, on that thumb, and he can come back on Friday and Saturday and not have any swelling, which, you know, I don't see, you know, if you've, if you've got a fracture in it, you know, it's it's going to be hard to throw the ball hard and then and still be able to play in a football game. So, but I do expect expect to see him out there, but I do expect to see Trey Lance at some point too. And then the cornerback situation, you know, I, I I've been seeing you know news flashes that you know pretty much everyone's got COVID in the in the in the um, in the run or the the cornerback room or the the DB room. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how that works. I don't know how the the COVID testing works. Um, but, um, you know, Dante Johnson, Kwan. I mean, these are guys that are, that, that are really important, uh, to the secondary. That's, that's, that's been kind of challenged the whole entire season. And here you can go. Now you got to go against probably two, two of the better, um, receivers. Well, one of the best receivers, uh, Cooper cup, and then OBJ, uh, on the other side. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. And you got a quarter. Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. He's played well last four or last five games, and he's thrown a lot of touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So you know, you it, it's going to be interesting interesting to see how that works out. Uh, who's going to be lining up at cornerback against this real good receiving crew? Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Yeah, so Monday, the first of the news went down, and it's really just been snowballing over the course of the week. But on Monday, Jimmy Ward went on the COVID list, Kwan Williams went on the COVID list, and so did Dante Johnson. Then today, or yesterday, Wednesday, uh, we saw uh, Ambry Thomas and Diamador Lenore go on the COVID list. So that's five 49ers defensive backs who currently are not available. Now, there's a chance that especially the guys on Monday test out of it before Sunday. So that's what the 49ers are hoping for. And it's tough because you you look at the exact positional responsibilities of the three guys that went out Monday. We know that Kwan Williams is a starting nickelback, right? We know that Dante Johnson is technically the backup nickelback. But then beyond that, Jimmy Ward is not just a backup nickelback, but he's actually the guy who has been playing nickel against the Rams, especially over this course of 49ers dominance against the Rams. And let's set, let's set that straight. Shanahan is six and three against McVay. Oh, oh, since 2017, since both coaches uh, took the head jobs at their respective teams. He's won five straight against McVay. Uh, it, it hasn't only been with Garoppolo. Mullins was the quarterback for one of them. And it's also been because the 49ers defense has been smothering the Rams. The Rams have scored over 20 points only once in those five straight losses. And to me, the most valuable 49ers defensive player in that effort might be Jimmy Ward. Because Jimmy Ward not only plays free safety, and he obviously had the two picks and the pick six against Matt Stafford in the game in Week 10, but he also flexes down and picks up Cooper Cup man-to-man when Cooper Cup is in the slot. And he has owned that matchup against Cooper Cup. So if you're missing Jimmy Ward, you're not just missing a safety or a backup nickelback. You're missing the Swiss Army knife who has been a leading driver of the 49ers' defensive dominance against the Rams over their five-game win streak. So uh, right now you're looking at Josh Norman being an available cornerback and potentially Emmanuel Mosley if he comes off IR, which is trending, I think, toward happening. But even if you have those two outside positions more or less shored up, Matt, that nickelback position without Jimmy Ward, that would be a huge issue, one that I think would be nearly impossible for the 49ers to overcome because Cooper Cup, he's gunning for an NFL single-season record in this game. This is no ordinary receiver. I think you really need Jimmy Ward to win if you're the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it in order of importance for those uh, five guys to come off of COVID, I think 
you put Jimmy Ward number one starting free safety, all that nickel work that he does. And so what what would happen if he doesn't play? Um, the 49ers have a couple of options. I, I think what they would do is move Joukowsky Tart to free safety uh, and then have uh, Talanoa Hufanga, who uh, practiced uh, on, on a limited basis on Wednesday, play strong safety. Now, uh, that would take care of the safety spots, but I'm not sure that Tart, you know, I, I do know that, that Tart isn't the, the coverage guy that Jimmy Ward is. So you wouldn't have that nickel ability there. Uh, the other option, you know, in, in a game in which you don't have Jimmy Ward is that Tavon Wilson, remember him from the offseason, he was basically the, the, the strong safety uh, opposite Jimmy Ward, uh, you know, until Joukowsky Tart came back. He plays um free safety and they keep tart at strong safety but um you know neither of those is ideal because of everything you just said and then the second most important guy is k1 williams he's one of the best uh nickel guys uh in the nfl um and the the rams love to line up three wide receivers um and it's not just cooper cup now it's odell beckham jr they really try to get him the ball so this I, I think it can work to the 49ers' advantage because um, in, in one way, Cup gets so much hype, and this, this record is going to be all people talk about, and I think that will be a nice sort of motivating factor for the 49ers. Let's keep this guy under control. Um, we don't want you know him setting this record against us, this, that, and the other. I think Kwan Williams is fantastic and doesn't get enough praise certainly not enough national attention. So it, it would be a nice challenge for him, a nice opportunity for him to go against Cup a lot of the day. Uh, he's also a free agent coming up in March. So uh, it, it, it could end up uh, putting some, uh, some bucks in his pocket too. Um, but of course, these guys need to come off this list. And uh, uh, I think the outside cornerback is probably the least concern at this point, because you would have Josh Norman, provided he doesn't go on the list, and you would have Emmanuel Mosley, um, and then you, you wouldn't have much backing them up. But uh, finding the, the inside cornerbacks, those nickel guys, that would be the challenge if these COVID issues continue. And what a task now that falls on this defensive front. Um, you know, you haven't seen Nick Bosa get a sack in a couple of weeks because he's been double teamed, uh, taking a lot of chip blocks, but... It puts a lot of a lot of weight on this on this front four. Eric Armstead, Arden Keys, uh, these guys. You got to show up. I mean, if there's one game that this 49ers pass rush or goal rush, as Greg Papa likes to call them, if they're going to show up, you know, this is the football game to do it because your secondary is going to be exposed. Uh, and if you watch any film on the 49ers, you're going to attack this this secondary. And if you got receivers like the like the Rams have. You're going to try to attack and expose this uh, secondary early in the football game uh, and build some momentum and set the tone. So this defensive front, you, they got to be physical. They have to be physical up front. They have to shut down this Rams run game and they have to get after the passer. Now, my, my question is, guys, and I'm sure some of the listeners want to know, what's the what's the the COVID protocol? I mean, you say some guys can come off the list. How does that work? Well, they're all they all can. Um, you can do it two ways. Uh, you know, the five day period, or you could test out of it. 
So um, this it's too complicated to explain, but if you get enough negative tests uh, and are asymptomatic, you can you can come off of it. Um, you know the the issue there is that, uh, for example, I think Diamador Lenora was the last guy to go on. He went on on Wednesday. So can he string together enough negative tests in a row to come off? That's that's the uh, that's the issue. And we don't know whether these guys are symptomatic, whether they're asymptomatic. We know that they all tested positive, uh, but that uh, that plays a big role in it. Um, basically, back in in December, the NFL kind of saw this coming and made it a lot easier to test, uh, to be activated once you go on this list. So uh, as it stands now, all of those guys that we mentioned have a chance. There is a possibility that uh, they can come back. Uh, Kyle Shanahan was asked that today, whether he had a good feeling about it. And he said he was optimistic, but he also said, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, anything can happen here. Uh, But uh, we did see it last week with Mitch Wisnowski tested, uh, I think it was uh, Monday, David, I forget what day he went on the list yeah. and was okay for the game. So that's what the 49ers are hoping slash expecting uh, for at least, uh, yeah, I-, I would say for at least Jimmy Ward, Dante Johnson, Kwan Williams, and Ambry Thomas. Ambry Thomas tested positive on Tuesday. Uh, Diamador Lenore tested positive on Wednesday. So uh, you know, when you're talking about the upcoming game, that one day difference, I think, makes a big deal. Can they travel with the team if they don't have a positive test? Only if they um, are off the list by Saturday. If they're still testing positive before the team leaves, I don't think that they can rejoin the team. So Baker Mayfield, when he was coming off the list on Christmas Day, flew from Cleveland to Green Bay on a private jet because he had been cleared just in time to play, right? And he traveled separately. So I could see the 49ers potentially doing something like that with a couple of these defensive backs if they don't clear out till Sunday morning, right? Then they could fly down to L.A. And I'm sure the 49ers used... Uh, private jet to fly John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan around to all the quarterbacks pro days. So for the most important game of the season, I I wouldn't be shocked to see them fly a player or two down late right before the game on Sunday. I'm sure we we would have a a thousand 49ers fans offering to drive those guys down to LA too. (laughs) I think there's going to be a mass exodus. Will they stop in Kettleman City or at Harris Ranch for for food on the way down? Yeah, Kettleman City at the In-N-Out. That's where you stop, of course. Whoever eats at that In-N-Out if it's Diomar or Lenore on uh, Sunday, I'm predicting an interception for him because that is a well-used, tried-and-true <laughs> in-and-out. lucky in-and-out, yeah, for sure. Well, well it, it's perfectly located. It's, it's midway down, right, on I-5. Yes, and it's also on Highway 41, so if you're coming from either Fresno or Visalia, you know, my home area, and you're going to the coast, to Pismo or San Luis Obispo, it, it's also on the road. So that's like, you know, the Swiss Army knife of in-and-outs. That's like the... Uh, Eric Armstead of In-N-Outs. It could play either on the L.A. row or the the 559 to the Central Coast route. So I, I really hope that Diometer Lenore, if he comes off the list then, can, can eat it in Kettleman City. Well, I, I'm sure there are going to be a ton of 49er fans uh, passing that In-N-Out and going that route because they show up so well for Rams games. I remember previous seasons when they are playing in the Coliseum, um, none of the neither the, the 49ers fans or the Rams fans came close to filling up every seat but those games were mostly 49ers fans and uh, wouldn't it be something if that brand new stadium cost so much money 
so fancy is uh, is full of red on Sunday. I imagine it's going to be close to at least half and half, and that would be a nice boost for the 49ers. And getting back to what you guys were talking about earlier with that game in, in Green Bay uh, with Garoppolo in the thumb, it's so much better that he's playing in Los Angeles and under a roof than if he was up north and uh, playing in Chicago or Green Bay or one of those cold weather cities, Seattle even. Uh, so uh, that's a, a little bit of a, uh, a break, I think, that uh, he's playing in a uh, roof stadium for this game. As being a former defensive lineman, I, I, I can guarantee you that, you know, Aaron Donald, his first thought is to grab a thumb and pull a thumb if he gets his hands on Jimmy Garoppolo because that's, that's just the nature of this game. So if Jimmy Garoppolo is in there and that thing is at all bothering him, you can guarantee that that defensive line, linebackers, anybody can get close to Jimmy Garoppolo is going to try to grab onto that thumb and give it a grab. Because I'm sure, you know, especially with the record with Jimmy Garoppolo, 5-0, and they would rather see Trey Lance than a Jimmy Garoppolo in there. So, you know, that, that that's another factor to the game. And, and that's just part of the football game. Uh, you know, just knowing that, you know, there is there's an injury uh, and then just kind of I can remember in the Super Bowl, I think it was Natron Means. He kind of had a sore ankle and the game plan was every time you wrapped him up, grab that ankle and twist around a little bit. And sure enough, I think in the first quarter he was out the football game. And that that was a big part of that game because San, San Diego had no run game after that. So. You know, it, it, that's that's just part of the football game. And, you know, we're, there's been so much talk about this thumb and this or this finger and this ligament. And, and, and I guarantee you, those defensive linemen in L.A. right now are looking at it and thinking, how can I get my hands on Jimmy Garoppolo and that finger or thumb, whatever it is? Well, that puts a lot of pressure on the 49ers offensive line. And remember, week 10 was Tom Compton's first start for the 49ers. He didn't actually start. Uh, Jalen Moore started at right tackle, but only lasted a series before he he hurt his knee. And then Tom Compton took over for the rest of that game. Both 49ers right tackles in that game played really well, right? That first drive was like 20 plays long or however long it was. And then the 49ers racked up 39 or 40 minutes of possession. Uh, so they took care of right tackle in that game. And then right guard, which is the other glaring weakness for the 49ers up front uh, against the Rams they've witnessed the phenomenon and they've enjoyed the phenomenon of Daniel Brunskill having the best of Aaron Donald time and time again including in that most recent game so I don't know what it is about Daniel Brunskill against Aaron Donald because on paper that's a huge mismatch in the Rams favor but if that can continue again it almost has to continue again if if, uh, Garoppolo starts because the 49ers cannot afford pressure right up the middle uh, at the snap of a finger, right? They, uh, Brunskill has to continue doing the job against Aaron Donald, and perhaps the formula lies in that Week 10 game. That saw Garoppolo efficient at the spots that the 49ers needed him to be efficient. So crucial third downs he completed. He moved the chains in that game. It in turn allowed the 49ers to run the football 40-plus times, and they possessed it for nearly 40 minutes. And, you know, we could talk about complementary football and how that's going to be even more important if the 49ers are missing DBs. But, Matt, that that's the formula right there. The 49ers have it from Week 10. Now the question is, can they replicate it offensively here in Week 18? Aaron Donald has had uh, at least a couple of really nice games against the 49ers. Uh, but he's also had some where he's almost been a non-factor, um, or at least the, the, that the 49ers have, have handled him really well. <laughs> he was 
he was booted from a game. I forget when it was. Maybe it was 2016. It was 16. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. In uh, in Levi Stadium. So it, it, he's had some frustrating games against this team. I was looking at his snaps the other day. He paid, played a hundred percent of the of the snaps in the most recent Rams game. And for a defensive lineman, that's pretty rare. I mean, you see DBs and linebackers playing a hundred percent, but most teams like to rotate those guys in and out, and um, they've been keeping Donald in for these kind of critical down-the-stretch games. So maybe this guy's in really fantastic shape. So this is maybe wishful thinking, but uh, maybe he's uh, he's a little bit uh, winded going into this one, a rare Week 18 game. Uh, I want to get back to what, what Dennis was saying, how defensive linemen sort of kind of target these injuries, and Boy, that right thumb seems, Dennis, just to be kind of sticking out there, and you get those uh, kind of tomahawk chops um, at the thumb. W- would that be? I mean, what's the moral code there? Do you do you just go after it uh, like a like a dog with a with a t bone, or <laughs> do you is is there any sort of uh, mercy that you would you would give on a, a quarterback like Garoppolo? Uh, no mercy. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you, know, you, you really can't hit the quarterback too high or too low but there's a lot of times like you said with just you know that tomahawk I mean coming around the edge as the ball's you know being released you know it, it wouldn't take much you know I mean if I was playing defensive line it wouldn't it wouldn't take much to get your hand wrapped around that finger that is it a thumb or a finger it's, it's a, a thumb, thumb yeah a thumb I mean if it's a thumb I mean you can grab that thumb on the way down and I think that's how he got how he kind of got it hurt. He did. When he got body slammed, you know, instead, you know, grabbing, you know, once you try to grab onto some cloth or, you know, something to, to make a tackle, sometimes your hand's getting away and you and you end up grabbing a hand. If you grab a hand and just, you know, yank on it, pull it down. So as a defensive lineman, that's what, those are, those are the keys to the game. Those are things you watch film and you say, hey, listen, it's like blood in the water. You know, if you're a shark, you smell it, you see it. You go get it. So yeah, it's you I mean it's it's easy to do. It's something that you know we're always we're always looking at. If there's a quarterback that's got a rib injury, if it's quarterback's got a thigh and ankle, you know you fall on it or you twist it up when you're in a pile. So yeah, I mean that's just the mentality. There is no moral code. The code is to kind of get to it, and who's going to get to it first? Because like I said, I think this Rams defense would rather face Trey Lance than the vet Jimmy Garoppolo, who's kind of beat him up over the last couple of years. And, you know, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's getting better because of Von Miller. Von Miller had two sacks last season, so or last week. So, you know, people are looking at Von Miller now. So Aaron uh, Donald, he can go up and down the line. Trent Williams has got an elbow. He's going to go out there and test. You know, I'm sure Trent Williams is going to start this football game. I'm sure uh, Aaron Donald's going to go out there and see what he can get on that elbow. See if he can, he, if he can chop that elbow and get by him. So... You know, you got, you know, like on, on the 49ers defense, now you've got someone else on that Rams defense that you got to be very aware of, Von Miller. He can change a football game, too, and he's done it several times. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the mentality of the football game. And that's the fun part about being a defensive lineman. You can kind of seek an attack. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com.
Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The 49ers in their string of success here against the Rams, the common denominator has been their ability offensively to shield the pass protection disadvantage that they have against a Rams team that could really, really rush the passer. So uh, that's just something the 49ers are going to have to be able to do again because uh, I agree with your assessment, Dennis, that the Rams would rather see a player like Trey Lance in this game because it takes them longer to get rid of the football. Matt's written a ton about this uh, recently. He's obviously sped up the processing speed, but just as you would expect out of a a raw rookie, especially one who has tremendous athleticism, uh, he does like to improvise a little bit. He does like to set himself up with time for some bigger shots downfield. Unfortunately for the 49ers, that might not be possible against the Rams team that, let's face it, is better on the defensive line than the 49ers are on the offensive line in straight pass situations. 49ers need to get the Rams in those run situations because that's when they could push them around a bit, as we've seen here over this winning streak, as we saw back in October, or was it already? Yeah, that was already in November. Back in November when the 49ers ran the ball so 40 plus times and and had those 40 minutes of possession. So uh, that's where Garoppolo's quick release comes in. It could help neutralize that Rams pass rushing advantage at the line of scrimmage. And uh, I will say right now that Dennis definitely knows what he's talking about from experience as a defensive lineman because Jimmy Garoppolo uh, described exactly how he got hurt and it was really verified by video. If you watch the replay, you could see that that he wasn't lying about it. But Danico Autry, he said, you know, when he picked him up for the first part of the body slam, uh, he, he actually picked him up by the thumb. He had him by the thumb, so he yanked his thumb up and then when he slammed him down, he still had the thumb, and then and then he fell on the thumb on top of that to add uh, more injury to to existing injury, right? So you can see how he tore the ligament in his thumb when that big defensive lineman was was really just flailing flailing him around like a rag doll, holding him by the thumb. Defensive linemen are so cruel, Dennis. No <laughs> mercy with those guys. Well, I mean, uh, to me, you know, the the Forty ers you know, best chances are. Uh, you know, defensively, first of all, they have to get those those COVID guys back. Uh, but uh, you know, hope that that Matthew Stafford, who doesn't have the greatest uh, record in uh, you know uh, clutch games, because <laughs> he just didn't play very many when he's with the uh, the Lions. Uh, I think he was over three in the playoffs for all those years that he spent in Detroit, and that has a lot to do with the cast around him. But um, you know, that that was sort of a wrap on him. Um, did not play big in big games. So uh, you, you hope that that Matthew Stafford shows up for this game. And then you hope that uh, on, on you know, the 49ers offense that that running game is rolling like it does. And that's their big advantage. I mean, uh, that, that group, that group of weaponry, uh, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, uh, like, like, like uh, we, we said the last couple of weeks, um, they, this is the first time of the season, the first chunk of the season that that group has been together and has been fully healthy. Uh, so it's something that, um, they didn't even have back in that, that first meeting, uh, but they're going to have for this one. So, uh, that's, that's the best hope. It gives Garoppolo protection. It, uh, it certainly causes the Rams to kind of, uh, have to put on the brakes on their on their pass rush and and maybe that that thumb gets spared but that's 
I mean, if you're going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, you know, from this conversation with Dennis, I mean, that that's that's a huge point. You just have to avoid any sort of situation where a defensive lineman can go in there and just take a whack at that thumb. Uh, and uh, it's going to take a very, very finely crafted game plan and execution, I think, for that to happen. Yeah, and that running game is going to be important, whoever is in there at quarterback. And, uh, you know, the way Elijah Mitchell is running is is, is in, so impressive. I mean, he's he's clocking 100-yard games like it's it, like it's nothing, and that helps out the quarterback. But that offensive line, it, it's going to be a challenge. Again, they have to, they have to out-physical uh, this this uh, Rams defensive front, and they have to play smart. They have to keep their, their both, whoever quarterback, whoever's a quarterback, got to keep them clean. And the important part is, you know, the quarterback has to have a clean game. You can't throw any, any picks. You know, you, you, you can't turn over the football. You can't give the Rams a short field to play on because of the, of the 49ers quarterback uh, situation. So, so this game is, is going to come down to the fundamentals. Uh, Plan fundamental football, clean football, no mistakes on all three levels, defense, offense, and especially on special teams. If they want to go down uh, to L.A., uh, and beat the Rams and kind of, I don't know if it's kind of backing the way into the playoffs, but you're in the playoffs no matter what. And that's got to be the focus. That's got to be the, you know, that that urgency this entire week of practice and preparing is that you have an opportunity to move on and compete for a championship. And I remember, you know, Ronnie Lott used to tell us, it's not about the regular season because we're going to take care of business in the regular season. It's about the opportunity to play for a championship. And that's got to be kind of the attitude. And the, this is essentially a playoff game. I, I would say the 49ers are in the playoffs right now because this game is going to have that type of intensity. It's that type of challenge. It might even be a bigger challenge than a potential wild card game for the 49ers. Uh, who knows? They might even play the Rams two weeks in a row because everything is up in the air on Sunday afternoon. A lot of different uh, contingencies can happen, you know, with, with all the games happening at once. So it's, it's, makes my brain hurt to go through all the possibilities but what I do know is that the 49ers either have to win or the Saints have to lose and the Saints are favorites so the 49ers better win to ensure their spot in the playoffs and the Rams they might have to win to capture the NFC West. They're in a similar situation, but in the context of a division championship because Arizona's playing up at Seattle. If Arizona beats Seattle, as they're favored to do, then that means the Rams have to beat the 49ers to win the NFC West. So this is the difference between the two or the three seed for the Rams and the five seed for for the Rams. They can't get in that top four if they don't win the division. So it's a big, big deal for both of these teams. The stakes are high. I mean, back when Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan were initially hired, right, back in 2017, uh, we, we dreamed of times like this where the NFC West would be the center of football and these two young coaches would have both the 49ers and the Rams renewing their rivalry in big-time games with huge playoff implications. And, Matt, that's exactly what we have right now. So there's a lot of noise with the COVID list and the 49ers injury situation. But at the end of the day, we're going to have a very, very important football game, a rivalry game that's essentially a playoff game at one hell of a stadium, by the way, SoFi Stadium. That place is a palace. I know you're excited to see it on Sunday. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun to have all of these things conspire for what should be a spectacle on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, this is what the NFL wants. It wants drama in the last weekend. And boy, the 49ers are providing the drama. 
uh, in, in shovelfuls. Um, you know, one scenario that that's out there that nobody talks about really is if the, the if the Rams tied the game, um, they would win the division. If the 49ers tied, they would be in the playoffs. So why don't these teams just meet at, at midfield and agree? On a zero-zero tie, that way they they both get what they want, and they both get rested uh, going into their their first playoff meeting. So you're saying that Nate Sudfeld will start at quarterback, <laughs> and we won't see Stafford on the other side. I, I say just have a field day where you're doing wheelbarrow races and and uh, and other games like that. Would that would that upset the football gods, Dennis, if they decided to do something like that before the game? That would upset the football god <laughs> as far as the NFL goes. They would be like, what the hizzle is going on here? But now it comes down to this one football game. And I can I can just imagine, well, I hope at least, the intensity in the locker room the entire week. I mean, we talk about, you know, that game in Green Bay and Steve. I mean, it was so intense because we didn't know if Steve was going to play, but we were ready. We knew we had to get on a flight, fly to Cold R's, uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, but it was intense. It was just intense. I mean, the atmosphere now, you talk about playoffs. This is that last game, and you want to get you want to get into the playoffs. Not only because you're going to compete for a championship, but you can make some money in the playoffs. You make money in the play. I mean, it's just intense. The environment's intense. Because uh, all these competitors, I mean, all these guys on the football team, I mean, they they they've been competing, they've been competing their entire life. And this is what you kind of live for that last game of the season and it really means something and your mindset can't be you know the season I you know I I can start planning a vacation hanging out with the kids whatever it is it's got to be focused on going on and playing another week of football and it's just intense I can just imagine you know the bus ride to the airport the bus ride to the hotel just quiet and just getting ready to play this football game. It's going to be intense. I'm excited for Sunday. I can't wait to see this game jump off. Yeah, this is what it's all about. It, it, it really is. It's uh, full circle potential in a lot of different regards. Shanahan McVay, obviously 49ers Rams. That goes back to your days and before playing Dennis. And, and obviously for this whole 49ers quarterback situation, we talk about the fact that they carried two, that they initially planned on playing both and then shied away from that, but have had to play both by necessity now due to uh, the injury situation. Well, maybe we'll get to see some craziness, some wackiness uh, within one game. It's certainly schematically, if, if it ever would make sense, it would make sense in a game where your veteran option, your preferred option, uh, who has owned your opponent uh, where he's not 100% and where your rookie option, the guy that's developing, has just come off of a game where he demonstrated market progress. So to me, it seems that the 49ers might just end up at Sunday with with two good options at quarterback, which would mean uh, maybe something is up Kyle Shanahan's sleeve. And I know we've speculated about that all season long. Well, now we finally get our answers. We're going to continue without the predictions. We haven't done predictions in several weeks. <laughs> I know Dennis wouldn't be happy if we decided to make one now. And to be no, honest, I'm not no. even ready to make a prediction because it'd be foolish before we knew more. Right, Matt? It, it's it's That would be way premature right now. We need as much information as possible. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know what to say. I don't have one at the ready. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would just be winging it and I'd probably change it before Sunday and um, you know that wouldn't be fair to you because we got our little prediction uh, record tally going in the in the piece so anyway everybody subscribe to The Athletic we have all kinds of good stuff coming up all week long more more still coming a lot more still coming uh, over the 
rest of the time between now and the 49ers kickoff against the Rams. For Matt Barrows and Dennis Brown, this is David Lombardi. We will talk to you after this has all been resolved on Sunday night. Everybody take care.